Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. And good morning, listeners. This is Annie on 3CR Showreel, our focus on Australian film and the industry. In the studio today, we've got uh, Bessie and Ivan. Ivan, you're the uh, great creator of the uh, documentary Tunnel Vision. Someone had to do it, Sir Annie. Yes. Now, three years ago, you were just uh, reminding me that it was three years ago that uh, the uh, community around, uh, oh, as far far as Doncaster, right across to uh, Royal Park, were uh, demonstrating against the uh, decision by the Napthine government to put a major works project called uh, the East-West Tunnel right across Victoria, mm. uh, Melbourne and sucking up all of the uh, infrastructure funds for Victoria. Uh, there was a massive uh, public outcry. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got yourself involved in making this documentary? Sure. Well, as you say, uh, over three years ago now, um, the project first kind of came into the city of Yarra through the test drilling. So they were doing geo-test drilling and they happened to start outside my house. (laughs) Big mistake. (laughs) Bit personal. (laughs) It got very close up and very personal. So, you know, I just kind of grabbed the camera and I hadn't really connected so much with the community, but I started filming and... Because you're a professional filmmaker. I I actually make professional films. You're a documentary filmmaker. I I do and am. Uh, So, um, you know, that came very naturally to me. And that continued for 18 months and I saw that whole campaign turn into the most extraordinary community win, which I must say, you know, I didn't quite expect because I thought the forces of uh, darkness were uh, working against us, you know, quite substantially and had all the resources, had all the money, had all the clout. But uh, the community won and it was a great victory, not just for for um, that community campaign, extensive community campaign that crossed so many levels of, of, of the community in terms of activism and contribution and so on. But it was a great win for Melbourne and a great win for our future and a great win for um, the sort of city, I think, that's not sustainable into the future, but the sort of city you really want to live in. Now, that's what's really interesting about this is that having a documentary Uh, in a sense, makes it real because uh, the event lives in people's imaginations and it's an important uh, social win. 
but having docu- uh, documenting something makes it exist into the future. Now, mm. how did you mm. get involved, Bessie, in making this? Because it's not a simple thing, is it? Mm. No. So um, I heard about the story when I was volunteering here at 3CR. Ivan um, did a bit of a call out for help and I just thought, you know, I would really like to make sure that this story does get told and um, is documented for those reasons you mentioned because, yeah, it is so rare that there's such a an incredibly run, um, successful campaign like this and especially one that's right on our doorsteps that, um, you know, people can't hide from. So I think, you know, every day there's massive problems going on outside of the cities that most of the time we just don't know about. So when it's right here in the city, people can, you know, visualise it and understand a little bit better how it would affect them. Um, Yeah, and, you know, there's so many different elements of the campaign and so many different reasons why people were involved and, you know, just um, creating like a sustainable um, infrastructure system and funding public transport and having healthy cities are things that are really important for future generations as well as, you know, Melbourne's current livability. If we go back to the actual shooting, you finished it up with how much footage? Oh, some ridiculous hours, 60, 70, 80 hours. Oh, it'd take too long to find out how much I shot. It was just, just to view the material, it was like two weeks of looking at it, <laughs> you know, before to even prior to making it editorial choices and constructing it into what is now a one-hour Docker that gets its world premiere, Annie, very, very soon, this Sunday, in fact. And that's why you're here. Well, <laughs> it, uh, to let we'd people just like know. to have a chat, but it is good to let people know because it's, it's a powerful statement about standing up, being heard and making a difference. Now, Bessie, you're part of the Environmental Film Festival and this is where Tunnel Vision is being launched. Yes, yeah, so... Um I'm very proud to have worked on the festival as well and then um, the programming team chose to screen the documentary and um, that happened um, without my influence or input but very happy that it's worked out and um, it's a fantastic festival. It starts tonight actually, is opening night. Um, It's a bit of a party happening and screening some other great documentaries um, from around the world. Um, I know that the festival... um, I didn't have that many Australian feature documentaries submitted this year about the environment, so I've been working with the festival um, and with other filmmakers and the environmental industry to kind of work out how we can get more environmental-themed documentaries about sustainability, biodiversity, um, healthy food systems, etc. So that's been really fun as well, and I'm really excited that the festival's starting. And, yeah, you can check it out at um, www.effa, which is E-F-F-A, .org.au. And it's centred down at ACME, right? It's at ACME, yeah. All these letters. Yeah. You have to corral all these letters. All the acronyms. ACME, effort at ACME. Um, This is the first year we're doing a full national tour, Um, so the work doesn't stop. After Melbourne, we're going to Brisbane and Sydney, and um, Tunnel Vision has been invited to screen in Sydney as well, so we're very excited about that. Yeah, right. You're all listening to Annie and her guests, Bessie and Ivan, on Showreel on 3CR 855. AM and uh, of course we're streaming and we podcast so you can pick this information up later if you want to go to our website. Now of course there's these big things going on in Sydney and it tells you just how important 
something like tunnel vision is to in uh, helping people to understand how a campaign can be successful. Tell tell us how it came about that they're so interested in your documentary. Mm-hmm. Well, West Connects people, and indeed people right now in uh, Perth with uh, Freightlink, are going through very similar experiences to what happened here in Melbourne. Secret business cases, you know, lack of transparency, lack of community consultation. An incredible arrogance from the uh, government as in cahoots with big business. It would appear that way, Annie. Mm. So there's a lot of interest, particularly with WestConnex at the moment, because they've heard about, I mean, obviously they know about the great success of the East West link campaign down here but they've heard of the making of the film they haven't yet had a chance to see it and they're very keen to do so Uh, and it's screening via the environmental film festival on i think october 21 possibly um just check your uh, website for details but it is screening up there and west connects the campaigners there uh really they, they, they they kind of I think they felt so impressed by what was achieved down here that, you know, they're kind of looking for a bit of inspiration perhaps as to how to emulate what happened here because it was so rare. Now let's have a look at the uh, film itself. I've seen the film and, uh, well, I saw the first screening that was uh, uh, where you were getting people who were involved in the campaign to come and have a look. Mm. And uh, people Mm. should realise that uh, the East West Link campaign was on many fronts. It wasn't just plucked out of the air. It was a strategic battle and included people with huge amounts of different skill bases in order to actually combat, combat this deluge of uh, apparent certainty by the powers that be that they could just say, let it be so. Uh, And it wasn't so. Uh, But uh, we all came and had a look at your film and one of the things that impressed me was your desire to give this sense of uh, the two-sidedness of the actual battle, because it was a battle. Uh, so you used uh, a lot of mainstream news footage in order to be able to get across mm-hmm. the uh, views of the mainstream, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Now, that has its own problems, doesn't it, for a filmmaker? Well, uh, I didn't think it did at the time, but I've discovered it can because in Australia our copyright laws for usage of such material, media free-to-air material, these are news broadcasts uh, that uh, importantly documented that mainstream view of the project and what was going on. And the media had a quite a perspective about, you know, they, they took very strong positions about the campaign. Uh, Fairfax a little more inviting and balanced and analytical. Uh, Murdoch, not quite so. Uh, from no news yes. corporation, what would you expect? An, an incredible, incredible creation of anti-demonstrator stories. Well, that's right. They, you know, targeted individuals and not issues, and it was you know very different. But the point being, the media coverage I felt was an important part of the film in terms of reflecting on these you know powerful forces that shape opinion. So when we sought to include that footage, and we'd, we'd recorded it off air, so, I mean, it, it, we didn't even really ask the networks, but under initially, anyway, of course, we have sought full permission to, to use the material. But in doing so, we discovered that 
fair usage, which is a copyright exemption for certain content that uh, allows it to be seen in the public interest. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple, in the public interest. But in the case of fair usage in this country, as opposed to, say, the US, um, news footage is just completely protected by copyright law unless you do certain things to it, like satirise it or turn it into another kind of form. And that really wasn't the intent here. I, I, I wanted that, that um, you know, content yeah, mm-hmm. to be just flagged and signposts as to development. So the result of that is they want big bucks. Mm-hmm. They want big bucks to, to, for us to, in the 60-minute film, there's about six minutes of news media, including a little 30-second opener to the film uh, from our, what I thought were our Australian archives, Cine Sound, which was a famous news, theatre news uh, presentation that uh, occurred over many years, based primarily out of Sydney, but they shot all around Australia. Well, all that footage these days, all that archive of our culturally rich film heritage in, in terms and of... And if anybody wants to know anything more about that, they should see the feature news Newsfront. Newsfront, indeed, yes, it tells... Uh, it tells that story. It does. But that, all that footage, our own, in fact, cultural repository of important material is owned by someone in the UK. I think Murdoch actually owned it for a time and recently it was sold on and I, I don't know who the current owners are. But if you want to screen Australian content as we did from the 1960s and there's, uh, you have to go to your UK people and seek permission, and they want a lot of dough. How much do they charge? I've got a 30-second opening segment in the film, and for, you know, there are various levels of rights, but the gold standard of rights is all media, world, non-exclusive world, all media in perpetuity. That's, that's the kind of gold standard. So you can kind of show the film anywhere and everywhere, which we'd like to do. That's about £9,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, if anyone right. wants to um, donate. So, look, folks, uh, now's your chance <laughs> to uh, help. Uh, You've been doing some crowdfunding, haven't you? We have through uh, Documentary Australia Foundation. So uh, Tunnel Vision is like an officially endorsed project and people can find it through the DAF abbreviated website and, yeah, you can make a little contribution and, and it's fully tax deductible, Annie. Hey. So get excited. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's incredible. So, uh, But you're still going to be able to show it at a festival. Tell us about that. What's well, we've got the rights. We, we've, so we've, through the crowdfunding, thank goodness for, for this uh, community, the, uh, the funding we have attracted, which is, we'll call it a micro budget really, um, has allowed us at least to pay for rights not the gold standard rights, but just rights to be able to screen it in festivals. Mm. So at the moment, that's all we can do. Okay, all right. So, Bessie, you've had a lot to do with this, haven't you? Because yeah. you're being the producer at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ivan and I have worked together um, to negotiate over months and months, and it's been quite stressful. And, you know, we ask how much it's going to cost, and we get absorbent, crazy figures back, and we just think we can't raise that amount of money. Like, So what they're really saying is how much do you want it? Or- yeah, <laughs> and we've almost had to beg, and we've almost had to, yeah, just send so many emails um, back and forth, and we finally, um, you know, negotiated incremental payments so we can just pay for the rights, for festivals, and then they've offered us 
you know, some some stations have offered us the option of just paying for a couple of years. Um, so we're just going to have to see how we go. But, um, yeah, we, um, we're hoping that we will get a bit of traction from some festival screenings. And, um, yeah, hopefully people just realise what an incredibly powerful story this is and how important it is. Um, we've had a lot of interest from schools and teachers and we would just love to be able to get it involved in the school curriculum and take it around universities. And um, it's really a blueprint for activism and it, it shows so clearly that if anybody wants to get involved with democracy, they can. All you have to do is step out your front door and, you know, there's campaigns going all over the place that um, people can contribute their skills to and actually make a difference. Um you know, when people work together. So I don't know, I really think that this film could have a, a really positive um, contribution to conversations about urban planning and environment, sustainability, and mainly just, um, you know, inspiring people to to get out there and stand up. And our, um, our tagline for the film is um, stand up. What is it? Be heard. Be stand up, be heard, make history. Um, and that's really the key message. And it's a universal story. So we're really hoping that, yeah, through these festival screenings, people will kind of, you know, see that we've done a pretty good job. Um, and it's a great story and needs to be shared and told and hopefully can raise a bit of extra money to pay for the rest of the rights. And yeah. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. And you're back with Annie on Showreel, our focus on Australian film industry. And in the studio, we've got Bessie, who's the producer of Tunnel Vision, and Ivan, who is the writer, director, and filmmaker, cinematographer, everything. God damn it. And it's editor. Not fair. You're the editor, right? <laughs> I'm the editor too. Yeah, that's no, that's right. right. There must be some other job I can get skilled up at. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, um, I mean, you, you have had a long career in making films, Ivan, and uh, also working in television as a young nipper. You were you a whippersnipper. A whippersnipper. You've had a long career. This has been your career. But uh, right. as you said, you stepped out of your doorway and found a story right in front of your very eyes and you decided mm. to devote, uh, would, now it's been about three years, isn't it, to Only making this? Only three years. A whole three years. I was just a kid when I started this. <laughs> <laughs> and now your hair has turned white. <laughs> That's it. It's greyed me out. But um, it, it has also been, uh, in a funny kind of way, even though you have had a long career, this has uh, also taught you quite a few things, hasn't it? Because it's a shoestring budget, uh, but it's, a, it's mm. a, a, a project of passion as well. Sure is. 
not quite sure where to go with that, but no, yes, no, no, to no. all the above. Well, what I'm really saying is that uh, in order to get this to be finished, you've had to crowdfund, you've had to mm-hmm, ask mm-hmm. people to okay. work with you. It's almost uh, a mirror of the campaign itself, mm. the East-West mm. Link campaign, to get a film about mm. uh, tunnel vision uh, to people's screens. Now, uh, Why is it so? Why is it so? <laughs> Indeed. Um, it's interesting because I think the mainstream, let's just say mainstream support for documentary film currently is, it's pretty sad. You know, it's pretty sad because the main funding organisations, both at a state and federal level when it comes to, you know, public funds, are really geared up for mainstream media interests. They're prefaced on... The understanding that you will have, you know, a broadcast <coughs> appearance of some sort, you know, free-to-air television or it might be an iView or a platform, but through mainstream media. And without that, basically there's very little interest. It's more than that, though. Like the, um, the government in the last few years has stripped all the funding from Screen Australia and gave millions mm. to Disney and millions to Murdoch to create these American features. Um, there's, you know, it's especially bad at the moment, I think. Yeah, no. that's interesting, isn't it? But also I was wondering if there wasn't uh, an element of the, uh, what is it, reality TV, which has now sneaked yeah. over to being called documentary. And there's this, Factual. Yeah, and there's this kind of prurient interest uh, is in terms of types of storylines mm. that one would follow. Yeah, it's a kind of formulaic, you know, cook-up of emotional <laughs> conflict. And, you know, it's a, it's a sort of... You know, guaranteed we're going to get an audience for this because at the end of the show he's going to blow his brains out live on television. Yeah, that kind of thing. And it's going to be cool. And representatives at ABC think that they can pass that as documentary. So they say, oh, we're super proud that we've funded 10 hours of documentary last year. And you're thinking, well, what are these documentaries? Why haven't I seen them? And it turns out to be, you know, truckers and, um, you know, just pure reality TV that is very cheap to make. And doesn't really, you know. So it's a version of a live sport for documentary. It's pure entertainment. It doesn't challenge anyone's opinions. It doesn't, you know, really inform people that much about democracy or you know. And and as soon as as content is perceived as political, you're in all sorts of strife. Now, I mean, we approach this project not from a political perspective, but obviously politics are part of the story because that. It's just an inescapable part of your life in a democracy. People have political allegiances. I don't. You know, I'm an independent filmmaker. But, you know, those political elements are often fearful for some broadcasters. And, you know, I don't think it'd be a secret to suggest, you know, ABC would be fairly timid in the current environment to be getting behind such a film, even though it's not um, attempting to promote a political perspective. It's about promoting, highlighting, if you like, a community perspective. Yeah, that's true. Uh, It's quite interesting uh, that uh, the ABC on Sunday nights is now showing a series or a documentary series. It's not just one-off, I notice, because I have to avoid it. It's this... (laughs) John Howard on he, on on Menzies and oh, they and they ongoing. yeah yeah and it won't go on won't, won't stop won't go away 
<laughs> and, and, away, and not only that, they've got the effrontery to call it um, <laughs> uh, Menzies' uh, contribution to modern Australia. Now, it's quite clear if you've done any investigation of white Australian history that nothing happened in Australia until Whitlam turned up. <laughs> this, is, this is just outrageous. And as I said to people, did you realise that Australians were travelling on... Um, on an English passport up to 1966. Did you know that? I didn't. No, I mean, this is because Menzies had to be pulled uh, screaming and and uh, battling not to come, not to be birthed into the modern age. <laughs> yeah. And yes. now they're trying to recreate histories, which, which then brings us back to the ABC and, uh, you know... Who is actually pulling the strings at the ABC? I think they're taking this view that if they keep quiet long enough, this will all go away without changing their um, status. But, of course, it's fantastic that there should be festivals like the Environmental Film Festival that Mm. can actually showcase Mm. community uh, work towards the world that people want to live in, which Mm. is where Tunnel Vision comes in. That's right. It's a kind of silencing or diminishing of our kind of cultural richness in a way. I mean, the airwaves, uh, are, in my view, uh, are just, you know, there's a big audience that's, that hungers for the sort of content that, that matters, that they care about, that, you know, it's not just this cook-up of, 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 of kind of life, in a, you know, fabricated kind of life thing. You know, it's, Where they have no control. Well, they have no control, in, but, but it's just... That's anyway. the message, though, that you have yes. no control. Yeah, that's see, right. You're just this is a helpless. contrary message. That's that true. You're just, that's it true. has to be so. Yeah. Like you said about the battle for the East-West League, mm. you felt that, oh, no, it couldn't possibly win. It's a great battle, but it can't yes, win. Yes. And uh, But I'm absolutely convinced that uh, people who were from various uh, parts of that campaign, and it was a big... Uh, lot of different people from different so uh, many different community, community groups, groups yes. yeah. they were absolutely committed totally mm. you can't fight a campaign unless you think you're going to win mm. i think look it's very very in true in fact that's yeah. what paul keating used to say yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> lots of people dislike him but yeah or what did uh, uh norm gallagher say you don't win the battle you don't win the battle you have to win the battle at the uh gates <laughs> yep Right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. We definitely saw that in the um, anti-East Westlink campaign. There yeah. were people who were very motivated and put, you know, worked full time, putting all their effort into making sure it was in the media, making sure that you know people knew about what was going on. And and there was an awful lot of word of mouth. I remember right at the end of that campaign, there were people who were demonstrating outside uh, one of the large. Um, there was going to be a a big sort of victory dinner between um, Lend-Lease and uh, government apparatchiks. They all went to this really expensive dinner, which was just outrageous. That's probably part of the $1.1 billion we had to pay. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Just an outrageous sort of uh, obvious sort of corrupt sort of uh, face to the world. But someone who was at that picket said that someone, one of those suited gentlemen walked up to him, pushed him and said, Get out of the way, you you, uh, and called him some really sort of demeaning name, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I just remembered thinking these people just don't even know how bad they are. No, and also, I mean, this um, this whole project it hasn't gone to God. 
just no. yet. You know, this is still alive and well. I no, call it the right. zombie they can't kill. Stay tuned for our Tunnel Vision, the sequel. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. you know, uh, Matthew Guy's op- now opposition leader. He yeah, was yeah, Mr. Yeah. Guy Scraper as planning minister during that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole year. Right. Apparently, it's they're coming back in the next election to tell us how we're going to yeah, get yeah, it Yeah, that's again. right. Mm. Exactly, because, you know, they're always right. They always think that they have to, you know, that nobody can get away, you know, They've got long memories, these people, and it's all about making money. Yeah. Anyway, thanks very much for coming in and telling us about the uh, screening, which is going to be on October the 2nd. This Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. 6pm. 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 Acme. At Acme. We'll be there. Um, There's a little panel afterwards. Tony Murphy and Harriet Mantell will be joining us. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm not 100% sure who's moderating it yet, but that'll be a lot of fun. Do you think they'll need moderator? (laughs) (laughs) We can can see that. They are the troublemakers after all. And then I'm hoping people will stick around and have a drink once our nerves have settled down. That'd be great. I hope to see everyone there and... Yeah. And there is, I have to say, this film, you know, it's stuff you haven't seen before. Maybe if you were really in tune with the with the picket, you'll know 100% what happened. But uh, so many people in Melbourne don't know the full extent of it. And I'm sure that they will learn a lot and be entertained and be inspired by this film. It's, it's really cool and I'm so proud to, to have worked on it with Ivan. Great. Coming up next is Published or Not. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.